We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. And here we go. What is up, Broncos country? Look who's back. Back again. Tell a friend. (laughs) It's MHI, baby. Wednesday nights. We are excited to be here. Join with me as always is my guy. You know him. You love him. He is Thomas Hall. And Thomas, it's game week here in Broncos country, and we've got a very busy show. I'm super pumped to be back in the in the saddle with you tonight. And uh, it's MHI, baby. Let's go. I'm glad to have you back, man. It's, uh, you know, hope you're relaxed and, you know, all refreshed and ready to talk football because it is opening week. The greatest, mm. uh, great one of the greatest times in of the year, really. I mean, put it up there with Christmas and Thanksgiving, maybe. I don't know. I, I love, I love that it's back. You know, and I kept, I kept telling you, I'm not in a hurry to get over with summer, but now that it's here, I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's starting to feel like fall a little bit. Maybe it's that Labor Day weekend is over. Maybe it's just football is back. But it's that really exciting time of the year where things are about to get live they're about to get lively we're about to get excited on this show we're gonna wrap all kinds of things broncos including the depth chart team captains were announced today we've got to talk about those damn raiders how do the broncos beat them we're gonna chop it up with all of you and much more here on this show tonight and yeah man i had a good trip it was nice to be out there in the keys and see that football got started just a little early here in the Rocky Mountain Mile High region, as they yeah. call it, uh, CU Buffs, Sco Buffs, huh? Let's give Sco Buffs a, a huge tip of the cap and Coach yeah. Prime and that dismantling of TCU. And then I've also got to give our Wyoming Cowboys a shout out. I say our Wyoming Cowboys because they are a part of the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. Broncos country is well represented in Wyoming. And as we say here at MHH, Broncos country is not a geographical location. It is a state of being. And I am always super pumped to see Broncos country wherever I go, whether that be in the Keys, whether that be Las Vegas. Scott's repping out there in the dirty south. I mean, it is just all Broncos football all the time. But I got to be honest, Thomas. CU, they they set the pace. All right, Wyoming beating Texas Tech, setting the pace. I mean, yeah. Broncos have some pressure this weekend, and not just because it's regular game season one, not just because Sean Payton is here, but because expectations for football and this city, this culture of football, they're being set here in the Mile High City. Yeah, absolutely, and it starts with the biggest rival coming up. I mean, the Raiders, man. I know the Chiefs are, are a rival, but when, when you – Look at the yeah, it's it's Raiders first, then then Chiefs next. I mean, it this this has got to be the start to changing that cycle of losing, right? They lost six in a row to the Raiders. It's time to oh. change that cycle of losing. And the NFL is it is cyclical, right? I mean, you can go back to the late 90s, early 2000s when Shanahan beat the Raiders seven times in a row, I think it was, you know. So it's going to come back around, but this it has to start now. We can't we can't wait any longer because you've got the Nuggets winning the championship, the Abs winning the championship. You got CU appears to be back, uh, so you know it's it's time for the Broncos to 
bring back that oh winning appears to be back you better not let coach prime hear that because coach oh, yeah. prime is taking receipts. I mean, I wanna... he's taking receipts man <laughs> and coach prime will give it to you he'll be straight up asking do you believe but no thomas you're exactly right and as you say you know mike shanahan the raiders rivalry having quarterbacks throw balls at al davis's head i'm tired of talking about that stuff not because i don't enjoy it but because i'm ready for a rivalry to be renewed we talk about that all the time i mean josh mcdaniels how much do we love to hate that guy he's coming back and he's bringing a whole lot of baggage with him right so love to see some of the struggles down there with Chandler Jones we'll wrap into the dismantling of the Raiders and what we hope will ultimately be a victory for your Denver Broncos but before we do got to get to our guy Dylan Von Arks man Dylan's always grinding has had one of the best off seasons that anyone can have here at MHH man I see all your hard work and I'm super super proud to be working with you saying what's up Broncos country make sure you hit that like button on the way in share on all platforms and subscribe if you have not done so already please head on over to milehighhuddle.com also Dylan's got a really good article up talking about the ceiling and the floor for your 2023 Denver Broncos. It's a really good piece. I would encourage everybody to go on over to milehighhuddle.com. Give our guy DBA some love. And speaking of love, Thomas, our guy Troy's coming in here with all kinds of love. Every Wednesday night, man, Troy's as consistent as the sunrise and sunset, saying, hey, guys, looks like we will have multiple tight ends fairly often. At least they can chip Max Crosby. I hope Caden Stearns gets the most of the snaps. I'm worried about Kareem Jackson in coverage. Hope you have a great show. We'll listen later. And there's a lot to unpack there. And Troy, stay tuned. I've got an article in the cooker right now on the keys to victory against the Raiders. And of course, Max Crosby is listed. But Thomas, when I say Max Crosby, how do you get around that guy? How do you get through him? What do you think? The Broncos are going to have to figure something out. And I think Troy's on to something when he talks about four tight ends. And I don't want to give anything away before the article <laughs> drops. But uh, it's fair to say when you've got these tight ends, when you've got a Chris Manhurts, when you've got a fullback, uh, look, they're going to be used to supplement pass protection, right? I mean, how do you stop Max Crosby from ruining Russ's night? Well, McGlinchey's got his work cut out for him for sure. I mean, they paid him the big bucks to come in and do – just what they're asking him to do, which is stop Max Crosby. But the other thing too, is what people are going to be, I think a little bit surprised. And I have an article coming out also that talks a little bit of more digs into the numbers and stuff, but you're going to see more short, quick passing. <clears throat> and I think that is in and of itself is going to help slow down that pass rush. So you're not going to see Russell Wilson drop back and sit back there all day waiting to drop the deep bomb right away. I mean, they're going to utilize that, that short passing game, which will help, but yeah, they're going to, I think they may try to see if McGlinchey can take him one-on-one -on -one and see what happens. And if he can't, then they'll probably make some adjustments, but um, there there's several tactics, but that short passing game is going to help. I, I think they're going to employ it more than people think. You're 100% right, and look, we talk about unsuspecting targets all the time in Sean Payton's offense, and you need to get used to that, folks, and I don't know if you like prop bets. I like prop bets. I'm not like going to ever claim to be fantasy expert guy or anything like that. <laughs> um, I'm terrible at it, if I'm being honest with you, but I like prop bets, right? Prop bets are going to be interesting when it looks at the Denver Broncos and like maybe there are some out there already for uh, receiving totals for or touchdowns for Samaji P. Ryan, for a Troutman, things of that nature, because they're unsuspecting. I'm telling you, they're going to get looks. Greg Dulcich, in my opinion, is going to be your red zone guy. Look for him to score lots of points. He could even be that big bodied receiver, something you and I talked about at camp. Uh, Troutman's going to move the ball and not only can he or move the chains rather he's earning opportunities to catch the ball and how's he doing that he's doing that with run blocking he's doing that with chipping guys on the way out to get a pass that's those are just a couple things you have to do against max crosby because you talked about mike mcglinchy making his broncos debut against max crosby what a lot of pressure that is don't forget folks max crosby can flip all different types of sides of the field he's going to be lined up against garrett bowles at times too so uh a whole new matchup issue and number 98 man he's given the broncos all kinds of hell 11 and a half sacks in the last seven games michael ronquillo thank you so much for joining us bro i hope you hopefully you're doing well out there at az i know you're always working hard hope everyone had a great labor day um and, and the labor day weekend michael hopefully you got some rest phil mclaughlin coming in saying good evening thomas luke and deacon scott i have three matchups i'll be watching very closely uh, it's Blaine Williams, Adams, Sertan, and Graham Payton. Wow. Buck them and go Broncos. Phil, I absolutely love it. Doing a little bit of a deep dive on the on the Raiders there. And you're exactly right. I actually wrote up Sertan. And we're going to get some get back against Devontae Adams. And folks, remember, 
It's that last Raiders game last year here in Denver. Overtime walk-off touchdown to Devontae Adams. I didn't forget it. You didn't forget it. Pat Sertan didn't forget it. I am super excited to see what Vance Joseph does with Pat Sertan against Devontae Adams. Uh, This is a real treat for any football fan, whether you're a Raider fan, a Broncos fan, or just a casual NFL fan. This is also the first AFC West game of the year. Sunday night. So Chiefs start tomorrow, ride against the Lions, go Detroit. And then I think the Chargers are playing Miami, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a big one. It's not only game one, it's a divisional game in one of the most competitive divisions in all of the NFL. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And they've set the tone, right? I mean, if they go out and drop one at home to the Raiders, it's going to be a long no. season. Right. I mean, come on. Like, you've got to go out there, get these wins because there are some tough games coming up. And I'm not saying that the Raiders aren't a tough team or a tough win, I should say, tough, uh, tough opponent. Uh, right now, the Raiders are kind of in a mess, right? So you need to take advantage of this. And if you drop the first game of the season, that puts you in the hole. And you need to you need to win your division in order to get the playoffs when you're in the AFC West. So it sets the tone for the entire season from my perspective and then and the competitiveness in the AFC West this year for the Broncos. Yeah, 100%. Look, it's it's um I love the debate too, right? There's always sports radio guy and sports radio guy wants to know if it's a must win game. And there it's the same old debate. That's always happening. What's a must win game. Every game's a must win game, right? Um, that's not to say the Broncos can't go out and lose, lay an egg and still find success later in the season. But we just got done talking about expectations. If I'm over here getting excited and goosebumps about the Wyoming Cowboys beating Texas tech, you know, see you buffs coach prime making his, his presence felt here in the Rocky mountain region. And then the Broncos go out and lay an egg to a Josh McDaniels-led team who's got one of their co-star pass rushers saying, <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. There's trade talks potentially about Devontae Adams maybe going back to Green Bay. I mean, what the hell is he doing down there in Las Vegas? You lose to this team? That is truly starting off on the worst foot. I think Sean Payton would go scorched earth, you know, like he would just completely go ham on everybody. So, no, I I think it's 100 percent a must win game. Broncos country has been out there at training camp and they felt very underwhelmed. And 
that's not to say the guys weren't working. I think it's a combination of things. It's a combination of the current CBA. It's also a combination of Sean Payton not wanting to show you stuff. We all have X or Twitter or whatever the hell it's called these days. And what are we seeing? We're seeing guys and gals out there, Denver media every single day saying, wow, we're seeing a whole lot of stuff that we did not see in training camp. And we had said these things are happening for a reason. Sean Payton's sleight of hand. Broncos country is going to get a peek of that. Now, mistakes are going to happen. Don't be shocked if Russell Wilson throws an interception. Don't be shocked if he gets sacked. But how's he going to rebound? How's he going to react? Is he going to be one of the guys or is he going to play above the guys? Are we going to play a brand of hero ball? Are Sean Payton and Russ going to clash? These are all the questions that Broncos country has right now. And I'm not saying we're going to get answers right away in week one, but we're definitely going to have an idea of where we're headed. Yeah, you'll get hints on those answers for sure. I mean, it's obviously you don't win uh, your division in September. I mean, you see a lot of teams that come out, look hot September, and they then they fade. But you have to see at least solid uh, glimpses of what is to come in November and December, right? Uh, and so that's what you're going to see. You're going to see those glimpses of a different brand of football, a different mentality, right? Like – from last year or the years before there is a different mentality. Now, if they're going out there and they blow them out. Awesome. I love it. But the big question is when the chips are down and they need to get that stop or they need to score that point to win, are they going to do it? That's a mentality thing. And and we may see that in week one and see how that team, how the team responds. Well, and this shows how far we've come, right? Like we can expect competency. We can expect Sean Payton to know what's going on in the game. <laughs> we can expect uh, challenges to be used, timeouts to be used. Now, that's not to say that that should be confused for mistakes never happening. Sean Payton is going to make mistakes, folks. I'm telling you, he's going to do it. We're going to criticize him for it. Russ is going to do it. We're going to criticize him for it. But we're also going to see the other side of that where, you know, they get some ROIs. They get some dividends on some of the hard work that they've been putting in. And I like it. Uh, anytime you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback and a Super Bowl winning head coach you should feel pretty good just like david coming in making us feel all kinds of good what's up david you've been waiting for this moment man but thinking about you that record we're gonna maybe hit drop our regular season record predictions tonight in honor of david who's been screaming since the beginning good evening broncos country luke tom dylan and deacon scott 12 and 5 don't forget hashtag mhh for life buckham denver broncos for life 12 and 5 man that's definitely sweeping those Raiders with that record. And I absolutely love it because it is sickening to me, David, Thomas, Scott, that Denver has not beaten the Raiders since they moved to Las Vegas. Think about that for a second. Now, I was at the last game the Broncos played against the Oakland Raiders here in Denver where John Gruden was the coach. Drew Locke was your quarterback <laughs> and Shelby Harris was still blocking field goals and PATs. Man, that seems like a world ago, a, a lifetime ago, and that's sickening to me. We got to change that. I do appreciate that Sean Payton acknowledges the past, but he lives in the current. Now, it's always they from the past, we now, and I do like that with Sean Payton. But look, man, a win's a win, and you got to get this win because it's in the AFC West, not just because it's against the Raiders, not just because it's the first game. This matters a ton, especially when you see the Kansas City Chiefs, what, twice out of three weeks later in the season? Yep. Yeah, I mean, the the you've got to you've got to go into the bye beating those teams that you should have beat, right? Because you've got Kansas City twice, which is is a tough one. You've got Miami Dolphins, I think is a tough one, but you know, you, there are some winnable games on there going into the bye and coming out. You still have got Buffalo. You've got uh, mm. twice with the Chargers, who's in your division, right? You got to finish up with the Raiders in Las Vegas. You got New England and Detroit. They're, they're never easy, you know, they're, they're going to be easy wins. So you've got to do take care of business early uh, to set yourself up for that playoff run if they have those hopes, right? So the first win has to be <laughs> from the Raiders. I mean, that's the one you got to pencil in as a W right out of the gate. 
100%. Speaking of Buffalo, I wanted to get to my guy, Lawrence. He's like, yeah, I've been following the Wyoming Cowboys since before Josh Allen. I don't know if you saw it. Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes going back and forth during that Wyoming Texas Tech game. I mean, I it was kind of cool, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, little Wyoming, man, little Wyoming took it to Texas Tech in Laramie. And it was super cool to see. It was one of those late night games. I stayed up till like 1 a.m. in the hotel. I'm screaming and yelling, wave, waking my daughter and wife up. They're like, what the hell is the matter with you? It's Wyoming. I'm like, it is Wyoming. You know, only the school that Josh Allen came out of, Chad Muma, Logan Wilson, Andrew Wingard. I can go on and on and on, but uh, props to Poke Country out there. Speaking of props, our guy GLP, I want to give Gary all the props in the world. Thank you so much for all of your support. It truly means a lot to us here at MHH. Hey, Thomas and Luke, do you think it will be a tight game or a blowout? Go Broncos and buck them. <laughs> Well, I hope it's a blowout. I mean, I really do. And <laughs> I would say I don't want to put get my hopes up on that, but the turmoil that the Raiders are going through, it could be a blowout, really. I mean, talk about that. Be. Talk about that a little bit for us. What's going on? We've alluded to it a little bit, and Gary knows about it. He knows the yeah. Raiders are ass, and I'm not <laughs> afraid to say that. Uh look, there is some turmoil going on out there. Inform Broncos country a little bit about what Hurricane McDaniels 2.0 is looking like out there in the desert. Well, anybody that's been a Broncos fan for a while uh, knows that Josh McDaniels came in and just completely destroyed the Denver Broncos as the head coach. Came in with his big attitude and his know-it-all uh, swagger and dismantled the team and and caused a lot of problems. Ran off the star uh hopefully you know star to future star quarterback ran off his tight end uh ran off receiver. his wide receiver you know i mean he, he did all this stuff and it, you know then he got fired early on in the next season pat bowen was going to wait around for uh for him to continue to destroy the team in you know as he almost like a plant from new england right to destroy it but he started doing the same thing in in uh, las vegas i mean Everybody saw, everybody knew, and people were like, oh, give him a second chance. You know, oh, okay, well, give him a second chance. I'm glad he got a second chance with the Raiders because now he's, you know, he got rid of his got rid of his quarterback who is the, the star it. of that team for the most part other than Josh Jacobs for the longest time and Max Crosby. Yeah. They, you know, say what you want about Carr, but he was a serviceable quarterback, got rid of him, yeah. made his, he's got his, uh, got his uh, wide receiver upset, got rid of his star tight end. And uh, now you've got a disgruntled star edge rusher. At least he didn't ruin, uh, didn't set, you know, get rid of Elvis Doomerville back in the Denver days. So he could, I mean, maybe he did with that fax machine. Maybe Faxgate was had something to <laughs> do was with that. that was and I know, and I know, yeah, and I know you had a piece up run running on Twitter slash X recently on that. Head on over That's to right. at Thomas Hall NFL and check out those shorts. Gary, to answer your question, uh, man, I don't care if it's a close game or it's a or it's a blowout to be honest with you not to go all vin diesel fast and the furious winning's winning it's a mile I, I really don't care this team <laughs> has not won football games it's been a drought around here i could give a rip as long as they win i don't I, I mean it's it's that simple to me i'm just looking for a win when you're so thirsty just a drop of water will do and that first drop of water man it's going to taste sweet when we're sending those raider fans back to the black hole in vegas uh lawrence rivera what's up buddy malik willis this guy i want in the field is so versatile that's the player we need ah i don't know about that i liked malik willis coming out um but uh, look, I'm here for Russell Wilson, Lawrence. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if that's you're worried about Russ, which is reasonable because that's the biggest question right now. How is Russ going to do? And the first thing that my wife asked when I said team captains were named today, honey, um, she goes, was Russ one of them? And I thought, what a stupid quit. And then I thought that wasn't <laughs> a stupid question at all. I mean, people are really wondering, was this guy, you know, the celebrity status, Mr. Unlimited, all this crap. Did he earn the right to be a captain in Sean Payton's offense on Sean Payton's team? And the answer is obviously yes. Team captains were announced today, uh, mentioning Russell Wilson as one of the offensive captains, along with Cortland Sutton. And then you've got the safety tandem of Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons as defensive captains and Riley Dixon. Welcome back to Broncos country. You are a captain of special teams. That one's a little odd, right? But also fitting with BMAC. 
leaving, you still have a familiar face, a familiar leg, if you will, in Riley Dixon coming in and getting that C. But I see it in the chat here, and I wanted to bring it up real quick as we continue to talk crap about those Raiders and how do the Broncos beat them. Um, the depth chart. You started talking to me about the depth chart this morning. Chad and you and I were all talking about it a little bit. We were talking about it before the show. How does Kareem Jackson get named as a team captain, but on the depth chart, it's Kareem Jackson or Caden Stearns? Talk yeah. to me about that, Thomas, because uh, <laughs> I see it in the chat right now, and people are like, huh? Scratching their head a little bit. I think it's an or because they didn't want a team captain to be, uh, you know, a backup depth player, right? I mean, I think they made it the or because he's the team captain. And they brought him back for, I said it right away, his leadership has some value. Now, if he can still play, okay, that's even better. But it's obvious to me watching camp and watching uh, them play in preseason when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Caden Stern's a better player. He's the starter. It's the or in on the depth chart is because, oh, they he's got a good leadership style. They like him. They made him a team captain. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, backups are team captain. Uh, that's my, I mean, that's my uh, theory anyway, but it, it seems odd. Caden Stearns is your starter uh, for the future, you know, for the future and for, for today. And I think Kareem Jackson is going to play for sure. He's not going to be out there on special teams. He's going to be the backup safety, but. I think Caden Stern's your better player right now. I completely agree with you. That's not to say K-Jack is not significant, nor will his role be significant. And I wrote about that as one of my last trading camp journals. I'm like, yo, K-Jack, this is perfect timing, right? Especially with Caden Stern's the injury, things like that. So we'll see. You're going to need him. And uh, speaking of needing everybody, we need everyone's support, just like Jasmine's generously giving her support. Hey, guys, date night with my husband tonight, but we'll watch later. Go Broncos. Have a fantastic date night. Thomas and I were just talking about this anniversary, special occasions, vacations. Um, Jasmine has a little one, and most of us are parents, right? And anytime you can get some date night or quality time with your significant other, your best friend, if you will, you should absolutely do that. Thank you so much for the support. I was talking to Jasmine the other day. I'm like, are you going to make it out to the meet and greet? Right? Meet and greet's coming up, folks. MHH, going to be in the house. Denver. Green Bay. Look it up on your calendar. I want to say it's week six. I don't have the date off the top of my head, even though I should. But we want to see you guys there. It's the Packers, the Broncos. MHH is going to be rolling out the red carpet for Broncos country. And uh, Thomas and I, MHI, we will be there. So, Jasmine, we hope we see you. We hope you have a great date night and can't wait to see Broncos country. It's going to be a lot of fun this season. We have so much in store for you. Uh, it's been a super exciting short period of just Tom and I working on MHI, but as a whole, this whole ship has a lot of good things coming down the pike, folks. I assure you. Phil McLaughlin coming in. Guys, what do you think about Peyton showing the team a 2022 Ford Bronco driving off of a cliff, <laughs> letting them know that last year is over? I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I mean, well, just to answer the question, it's it's week seven. Just so you know, Green Bay's week, week seven. seven. Packers versus yep. Broncos That's in right. Denver. MHH, come see us. That's right. Uh, you know, it, it's this whole four Bronco driving off a cliff. That's, I mean, sure. You know, whatever whatever takes to get the stink washed off of you from the losing, right? If the if a metaphor of a four Bronco going off a cliff is what does it, great. If it's something out, great. Who, whoever that helped on the team, amazing. Sure. You know, I'm in sure. 
yeah, I'm I'm here for it because I'm a child, right? And like <laughs> I like memes and gifts, and I'm ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess that's all right. And we got to think about that too, right? I mean, you're dealing with a, a group of young men, folks. I mean, you can't take everything so seriously over there, right? You've got to get a chuckle at a time or, or two, and it's you know, it's not the best joke in the world. Nor do I think it was designed to be, or or metaphor, or what have you, but. Um, look, I like it when I see Sean Payton's comments over at milehighhuddle.com saying, quit kissing effing babies. You're not running for <laughs> office, Russ. Right. I absolutely love that. That's a that's a man who's being honest with another man. That's not I need to go tell per source over here in this corner and you can regurgitate per source over here on Twitter. No, it's just me saying this is the conversation I had with my quarterback a long time ago. You can see that we're developing trust and it's just. Yeah the honest word of two good men. And I think that's what you see in Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Now that doesn't mean it's going to work. That, that doesn't mean that it's all going to be groovy in week one, but I do like the signs that we're seeing right now. I am excited for this season, not just because it's a new one, but I am happy. Sean Payton is here. He was my number one guy for a reason. You and I have both been stout in our stance that Russell Wilson is not washed. I'm telling you, folks, he's not washed. <laughs> you don't need to be Ryan Clark on ESPN saying a bunch of crap about it. Uh, just wait, folks. I'm telling you, the hard work, it's coming. Ryan, 999 Super, thank you for joining Thomas, Scott, and I on MHI, Ryan. Really appreciate you. What's up, Tom and Luke? Let's go, Broncos. We need to start this offseason right. Must win, in my opinion. We've got the coach. We have the defense. Offense, catch up. Hashtag Raider hater for life, Denver Broncos for life, and Buckham. Ryan, I completely agree with you, and I love the energy, man. I could feel it coming through the screen. I hate the Raiders, Tom. I do. I hate them. The Chiefs bother me. They annoy me. I'm tired of you know getting owned by them, just like the rest of Broncos country. But, man, I hate the Raiders. I don't know if there's anything I hate more than the Raiders. <laughs> it's, it's like it's that bad. When I see a Raider fan, I – sometimes have to stop myself from saying something that's how bad it is because you have the right to be a fan of that franchise for sure but i will judge you as a human being if you're a raider fan that's just kind of the way it is <laughs> that's huh? funny yeah it uh you know it, I, I i hate to admit it but when i was a little kid uh you know i was starting to learn who i liked and i started to watch the raiders for a while but i came to my senses and and jumped on to the broncos early on so I uh, I do hate the Raiders, but there's a part of me that remembers uh, Marcus Allen and you know the uh, the the vaunted Raiders back in the day, right? They were old really school Kenny good. Kenny Stabler days. Yeah, and, yeah. You I mean, know. They, they were they were good formidable formidable team back then. They they but like the Broncos, you know, I mean they're worse. They haven't been they haven't won anything in years. At least the Broncos have won something. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> I'll go back to the, the question. Yeah, I think Sean Payton, uh, you know, he's been in the league long enough with a lot of success. And, and it's not just, uh, you know, the Super Bowl victory, but he was, he was competitive. There's some method to his madness. Whatever he's doing has worked in the past. It should work here. Uh, you know, people who who are able to lead others, do it in a certain way that fits them. And, and it seems like he's doing that. And I'm hoping that that shows up in game one where the opposite happened when uh, Hackett came out in game one, the way he did everything, they ended up, you know, they were close to winning, but then they made a bunch of mistakes. So I, uh, I'm i looking forward to, to seeing what Sean Payton has to offer on game day when it all came together, right? Because we were out there at camp. We watched preseason. We got we got a knockdown version of what he was trying to implement. Now we're going to see it. Now we're going to see if all this method that he has made, the, everything that he's done, the comments that he's made, made sure it gets out in the media. Does it work or not? That's that's the big question. And that's what's on the, everyone's mind. All the Broncos fans' mind. Is this going to work or not? Yeah, I like the way you say that. Is it going to work or not? It's that simple. I mean, it, it really is because Lord knows they spent the money. I mean, it's not like Sean just decided to take a walk on over here to Denver. And yeah, I think I'll give this thing a spin. No, I mean, the Broncos had to give up significant capital to go get this man. They had to give up significant capital to go get Russ and then re-sign him to a new deal that hasn't even quite started yet. Um yeah, it's crazy. Gary Palmer coming in here, man. Speaking of crazy, crazy in love, I am with Gary Palmer and all the support he gives us. Thank you so much, Gary. 
uh, saying, right, Luke, as the most hated Raider ever said, just win, baby. And quote, we will. Yeah, I hate I hate him, man. I'm with Gary, man. I just I can't do it. The, the Al Davis thing, while I can respect what Al Davis has done for the NFL, um, you know, I just I hate him. It's in my blood. I just I think being a Colorado native, you come out the womb hating the silver and black. Uh, I'll tell you. Oh, sorry. Go I was just going to say I was just going to say hating Al Davis is what brought John Elway to Denver. The commissioner did not like Al Davis from the AFL days, and he stopped the the trade from happening. So hating Raiders is a good thing. It got John Elway to Denver. (laughs) You know, and I think it's funny, too, because I see Scott in here, too, is talking about Bo Jackson, you know, and how Bo Jackson brought Raiders gear to the South, obviously, right? Auburn guy, right? Um, you don't know Bo, man. And like, again, one of those, those athletes that not only transitioned to the game or, or evolutionized the game, I should say, but like, just like prime, he was one of those guys that, that are so rare and, and far and few in between. You can't help but respect their work, but damn it. I hate him. I hate him. He's a Raider. <laughs> uh, Phil McLaughlin coming in here, man, wanting some betting advice. I could see right, Phil, or hopefully just good optimism. Will our first points be, uh, a field goal or a touchdown? If it's the touchdown, who scores it? That's a fantastic question, Phil, because that's trying to look ahead to the first couple of scripts, right, on on Sean Payton's offensive series. And I'll go ahead and take this one first, guys. I think it's going to be Javante Williams. What better way to welcome back Pookie into the NFL than to have him put a Raider on his back on the way to the end zone? I'm talking full contact. I would love to see it. doesn't need to be a huge burst it doesn't need to be a 25 yard run it could be a, a six inch handoff as long as we cross that goal line i think javante williams the run game is going to be very strong this season i think it's going to camouflage a lot of weaknesses on the pass protection issues for both offensive tackles garrett bulls and mike mcglinchey do not be surprised when samaji piran gets a ton of love from broncos country i know jaleel mclaughlin's the darling right now our guy Right, Thomas and I have been talking about him since day one of camp. All the rest of y'all just caught up, but that's all right. The bandwagon is big. Come on, hop on. We love right. it. Um, look, it's got to be Javante Williams for me, man. I, I think that it matters how much work that he put in. His teammates see it. Sean Payton and the coaching staff sees it. And I think they not only want to reward it, but he's one of their most effective weapons on offense today, Javante Williams. I think it's going to be a field goal, and I know that's boring, but you, they're going to work out some kinks. The, the whole team has not been together yet, uh, even the offensive line, so they may struggle a little bit early on just to get their rhythm back. But if it is going to be a touchdown, I'm going with Adam Troutman. Ooh, Adam I like I, it. I in, like it. Adam I, Troutman, <laughs> unsuspecting touchdown. I, we were just talking about those unsuspected guys. All right, let me give you another one. too. Samaji P. Ryan, how about uh, reception, yeah. receiving touchdown? Samaji P. Ryan ca- caught a lot of balls out there at training camp. Now, yeah. I I don't know. Crazier things have happened. But you said, look, it might not be exciting. It might not be sexy, a field goal. I would disagree with you. We got a new kicker, baby. Will Lutz, <laughs> welcome to Broncos country, man. What better way to introduce yourself to the folks of Broncos country than by getting a field goal? I mean, we're looking for the next kicker, and – we thought we sort of had him, and I'm glad that Brett Maher's not here anymore because I was never sold on him. Um, I'm much more in the Will Lutz camp, and I'm excited to see this unit come together. I mean, special teams have been awful for the Denver Broncos way back to the year 2000. I mean, it's like unprecedented. 23 years of garbage on the special teams unit. That has got to be cleaned up. Lawrence Rivera coming in, man. Appreciate all the support, Lawrence. Uh, I got to disagree. It's basically Sean giving the starting position to Stidham. I think that's why he was also giving all game three. Um, So Lawrence is, is a little bit unsure about russell wilson and lawrence that's okay because you need to see it man like we all need to see it i'm not going to complain about how good he was though um jared stidham man for me yeah he needed that game but i'm still not sold i mean he looked like an all-star against a bunch of scrubs as he should but uh i still would rather roll Danucci out there if i'm going to be honest and that's not to say that Danucci's my first choice but i it's just based on what I saw in training camp, folks. Uh, I'm not a Jarrett Stidham guy. If Russell Wilson gets hurt, this team is in trouble, period. Not just because Jarrett Stidham's the backup, but because Ben DiNucci is not like some world-beating quarterback that's just waiting in the wings for Russell Wilson to get hurt. No, not at all. Ben DiNucci's a 
hopefully a serviceable quarterback. He's a wild hair. Um, Russell Wilson is the plan, guys. And Lawrence, I am right there with you, man. You've got to see it before you jump on. And I think that's such an intelligent way of looking at things because we've been sold a bill of goods for how many quarterbacks on the carousel now, Tom? I don't, bl- I don't blame Lawrence for saying, dude, I got to see it. Show me first, Luke. I'm right there with you, Lawrence. I agree. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about Russell Wilson, I, he, two years ago in 2020, right? Well, it's three years now. He threw 40 touchdowns, right? So, uh, you know, it's kind of uh, it's kind of one of those things where he didn't get injured really badly. He had he had bad coaching, got a bad – the whole thing was bad. You know, I don't see him being no longer the starter and they're throwing him away. He's going to have a bounce-back season. It may not be a world-beating season, but he's going to be a much better quarterback, more what – people are used to seeing from Russell Wilson. I mean, for crying out loud, the guy was a all pro and pro bowler for a, a long time. It didn't all of a sudden just get terrible. No. He can't read a defense anymore. Like people are saying or something. It's like, come on. He still was a good quarterback. So he had a down season. Let's, let's give it a couple games before we uh, try to anoint Stidham, who I think would be terrible if he was the starter from what I saw had one good game, like you said, against scrubs. Yeah. It's, it's Russell yeah. Wilson or nothing with this team right now. Well, as Russ goes, the rest of this team will go. And Phil McLaughlin fired a shot. I love this. This actually gave me goosebumps when when Scott flashed it <laughs> up here. What about Pat Sertan scoring the first points? Boy, man, that would that would just get us. Could you imagine that stadium and power oh. power field at Mile High Stadium? I think is what it's called, right? I mean, that stadium would go nuts. It's already going to be a, a a lightning atmosphere with tons of energy. Um, You've got the new stadium debut, right? That new Jumbotron. You've got the new food, the new beer selection, whiskey selection, all that fun stuff down there at the stadium. Man, that would be that'd be great. What a that wow. would be, amazing. and that'd be early. That'd be early in the game too. First points. I mean, that's going to be a long yeah. day for Jimmy G. And look, I wrote about it. In one of my keys. You'll have to stay tuned. Broncos country. It's coming out myhighhub.com. Jimmy G is going to test pass for ten. He's going to do it now. Should he? No. Is he going to? Yes. And I don't like Jimmy G as a quarterback at all. I think the Raiders would have been better off with Derek Carr, to be completely honest with you. And I'm not a Derek Carr guy, but uh, Pastor Tan, folks, he is hands down the best player in that building. Maybe the best player on, on in the NFL. I mean, if we're being honest for defense, when you're looking at defensive players, I mean, he is right up there with some of the league's best, including Micah Parsons. Um, he's a slam dunk for me is the best corner. Not even a question. The Sauce Gardner can't tackle the way that Pat Sertan can tackle. He can't stop the run game the way Pat Sertan can. Um, I think you're going to see a much improved Pat Sertan because he got embarrassed last year in that overtime game. And I felt like an apologist for Pat Sertan because I'm like, every corner gets beat, you know, and all this yep. stuff. But he got beat bad. And I think that was such a good thing for a young Pat Sertan because it was really – the first storm he ever weathered in his NFL career, it kind of sank his boat, right? And in, in that overtime game, now we get to see how he responds to it. And I think Pastor Tan has an absolute dog in him. He's a competitor. You see Coach Prime giving out those dog letters. Did you see that? I don't give out C's. I give out L's for leaders and D's for dogs. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I like that. And you see Pastor Tan tweeting about that kind of stuff. I think you're going to have a huge matchup between Devontae and PS2. Yeah. And it's it, you. You saw it in the off season. You saw what Sertan. He came back better. I mean, if you can believe it, he came back better than he was last season. Like he improved. You know, not. I mean, he, when you're the best corner in the game, it's hard to improve even more. But he did. He went <laughs> work. He he took that to heart, and I think he's going to come yeah. back. Yeah, and you're right. Every corner gets beat at some point. But you know, like you said, how is he going to respond? And if he was able to. Uh, take one to the house early on to get that redemption, man, that would be sweet. That's yeah. We got to be playing some Bob Marley redemption song immediately on that. Uh, (laughs) Jacob Trujillo had to get to you, baby. Born in Colorado. First word spoken as a baby mama. My first sentence. I hate the Raiders and I, (laughs) man, it's so it's, it's just a, it's a thing, man. It's a thing in Broncos country. It's a big thing here in Colorado too, man. Like, uh, 
I remember going to school and that Raiders kid would always be getting picked on like always. And, you know, normally you try to take up for the kids that are getting picked on, but eh, they're wearing a Raider jersey. They'll be all right. They probably deserve it. <laughs> he is Thomas Hall. I am Luke Patterson. We got Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos tonight. If you would like to reach out to any of us, please do so. He is at Thomas Hall NFL. You're truly at Luke Patterson LP and at Scout Kennedy on X. And I don't know if you've gotten used to saying that. Thomas, I, I would rather say on Twitter because it's still Twitter.com. Um, yeah. But to say X, it's just I feel like people look weird. at you a little funky. Yeah, a little. There we go. Look at that. Twix. Twix. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we'll just awesome. lean into Yeah, we'll have to lean into that. Guys, head on over to milehighhuddle.com. We're finishing up some conversations about the depth chart. Team captains were named today. It's Raider Week. It's the first game of the season. And Let's talk a little bit about those damn Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Alliance tomorrow night. All eyes are going to be on that game. Travis Kelsey, right? People are wondering what's that injury looking like? Um, are, are the Chiefs for real? What's what's the new look age of 2023 KC look like? And what are your expectations for that game? Because I'm not ready to pick Detroit over Kansas City, but... <laughs> I like what Dan Campbell's done with this Lions team. This is a Lions team the Broncos are going to see. So it actually behooves Broncos country to watch this game for a couple reasons. It's an AFC West rival who has owned the Broncos for the last 150 years, it feels like. And then you've got the Detroit Lions who are going to be coming to town. And Dan Campbell, a pupil, a former player a former coach of sean payton i mean that's going to be a big matchup too do not sleep on the lions folks what are your initial thoughts of chiefs lions as we kick off the nfl just what 24 hours from now yeah i mean i hope the lions win but i mean it's hard to bet against andy Reid. a good coach coming out usually really good in the openers uh, so are the chiefs so it's going to be I hope they win, but I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to be surprised if the Chiefs come out uh, victorious in it. I just I just hope for the Broncos' sake that the Chiefs take that loss early on because they're missing Chris Jones, probably going to be missing Travis Kelsey. Uh, some of their weapons are kind of banged up. Hopefully, the Lions can uh, come around, but it's the Lions too, man. I'm sorry. I know that you can't look back at history, but these are the Lions, man. <laughs> I don't care. They've been they. I, don't, I mean, Dan Campbell is going to have to really uh, exercise some demons from that franchise. They haven't won a playoff game since 1957. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, but you see him every Thanksgiving, right? I mean, that's, that's the right. Detroit Lions. Here's the thing. I would actually be willing to hear the argument of the Lions over the Chiefs if it was in Detroit. But Arrowhead, man, that talking about, you know, Empower Stadium at Mile High rocking Arrowhead's rocking nonstop. I mean, those they're animals out there, you know, and, and for good reason. They've got a lot to cheer about. I mean, it's it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a competitive game. This is not the same old embarrassing Lions team. Now, you know, look, wins and losses, that's how we ultimately judge this game. But I do like what, what Coach Campbell's bringing to this team. Uh, it's Teddy Bridgewater, right? Is he getting is he getting Yeah, he was number long? 50 and then 19, and now he's 12 or something. I don't know. He yeah, so the Broncos' it. connections are endless, folks, with the Detroit Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs. No, man, it's going to be interesting. Um, looking in the chat, chat section here, I wanted to – it looks like we got some Raiders fans in here or some folks that are hedging their bets. You guys honestly think that you can beat the Raiders? Absolutely. Why not? Sure. Um, the, the Raiders have so much controversy going on right now in that building, in that front office. And speaking of controversy, I actually ran into Antonio Brown at the Miami airport on the way oh. home from Key West. I saw him walking, right? And you always kind of wonder, is that AB? And so he had a big yellow jacket on. He was with one other guy and some headphones. And so I just kind of said, AB, nothing. And then I yelled, AB. And then he looked around and like, I was the only one that noticed him. I just kind of waved real quick. He <laughs> smiled and was happy someone recognized him. I was like, that was cool. That was Antonio Brown, right? And then you see him in the news for some crazy stuff like we're always seeing. Um, look, the Broncos, say what you want about him. Uh, you could call them dramatic. You could call them a clickbait team. You could call Sean Payton an airhead. Say whatever you want about them. They're getting along in that building right now. Not only are they getting along, they're coming together. And I think Sean Payton does everything for a reason. I think Sean Payton decided it is my job to put the X and the target on my back. I'm going to take all of it 
off of Russ. I'm going to take all of it off of this team, and I am going to wear that mask. And come hell or high water, this team starts and ends with Sean Payton. I love it. That's a good sign of a leader for me, um, a, a man that's willing to not only take on his team's faults, but take on his team's history and, and say, look, I embrace that. I don't run from it. And come on, you, you want to take a shot? Take a shot. And I see parallels of Coach Prime and Coach Payton, and it makes me excited. Different styles, different men, similar leadership. Yeah, and we saw the team coming together. There's not a lot of turmoil. We saw it in camp. I wrote about it, you know, talking about how there's some camaraderie. They're policing themselves. There's a lot to there's a lot to like, right, about this team. You also have to understand that Peyton's a, a great offensive play caller. So last year, the Broncos, you know, were close to beating the Raiders with a ter- you know, with pretty lousy coaching and and whatnot, and <laughs> right. terrible offensive game plan and all that. Now you've got a different story. So yeah, absolutely, they can win. Any team can beat any team uh, at any point, any given Sunday, as they say. But this this Broncos team, if they're not they're they're not going to be mistake riddled, most likely. I mean, they they'll probably you know they could turn the ball over, but they're not going to be stupid, right? They're not going to be stupid when they're out there on the field because Sean Payton has coached that team to to be better. So the Raiders are going to have to play really good football to take that game in mile high, right? I mean, they're going to have to. It's it, With what's going on with the Raiders, they're going to have to be focused, and I don't know if they can be. So I, I think absolutely the, the Broncos can beat the Raiders this uh, Sunday. Well, and just imagine if they're in the rate, if they, they being the Raiders are in this much turmoil now, and we haven't even got to the game, what's going to happen when Jimmy G makes a mistake? Who's McDaniel's going to be yelling at? How's that going to be received by players? How's it going to be received by coaches? I mean, things happen in the NFL every week, halftime meltdowns. We hear about, we see it nowadays, right? Tom Brady and the tablet throws and all this different stuff. And I think sometimes it's, it's a bunch to make of nothing really. I mean, it's, there are moments of passion and I'm never going to fault anybody for being passionate. I'm passionate too. And now it doesn't mean you always channel your energy the appropriate way, but I like passion and passion is something that this team has missed a lot of. So um, I hate the Raiders. I think that they're a little bit of a joke. That doesn't mean it's a win. It's easy game. It's just going to be a piece of cake. Not at all. They have talent over there in Las Vegas Uh, players. We haven't even talked about. Hunter Renfro, man, is, is say what you want about him. He's consistently productive. I mean, this this is a man who constantly moves the chains. He's I get it. He's got injuries and stuff like that. They've lost Darren Waller. What's going on right now with Chandler Jones is ridiculous. Um, they've got all kinds of issues, but the Broncos have not proven anything to anyone either. They are a beatable team. If you're looking at the Raiders point of view, they've owned this team for the last seven games. Um, they've never beat you since you've changed cities. So the Raiders have plenty of reason to have some confidence. Uh, doesn't mean it's going to be easy. I wanted to get to Donnie because I see Broncos country talking about this cat and uh, stay tuned. I wrote about him in my keys to victory. That'll be coming out tomorrow over on milehighhuddle.com. But Broncos country wants to know what Marvin Mims is going to look like. And Donnie specifically saying, I hope Marvin Mims has a big game. Let's talk about Marvin Mims. What? Is your expectation for Marvin Mims right now, Thomas, especially with Jerry Judy being out and limited today in, in practice? We know Jerry won't be playing in the game. It's good to see Jerry off to the side working in a limited fashion. But what's that mean for Marvin Mims on Sunday? Well, obviously he's going to be uh, on special teams returning kicks and punts. So that's going to be huge. Hopefully he can – who knows? Maybe he'll take one of the house right off the – maybe he'll be the first score, kick off. Hey, that'd be different. Right in, take it to the house would be great. But no, yeah, he's going to play a lot on offense. If Jerry Judy isn't going to be able to suit up, you're going to see a heavy dose of Marvin Mims because it's it really is Sutton, Brandon Johnson, and then it's Mims, and then the rest are you know they're the fill-in players when they need more more wide receivers, and that, that's right now, right until Judy comes back. So uh, I'm I'm assuming they will pull uh, Philip Dorsett up from the practice squad for game day, and probably little Jordan Humphrey as well. Uh, but yep. no, neither of those guys are are anybody I would think would take get a bulk of the catches. So you're going to see Mims get a fair share of catches or targets at least. Uh, not you know not as much as Sutton or maybe even Brandon Johnson, but the guy's a good player. We saw it. He can play, and he you know he can he's a deep threat. He uh, you know he can he can get yards after the catch. So 
I think that uh, even though he missed some time early on, I think the team and the offense really appreciates what he brings to the table. I agree with you. And you said Brandon Johnson's name. He's a player you and I have both liked in training camp. I think a lot of folks have slept on Brandon Johnson. And uh, I can't wait for people to fall in love with this guy. This isn't a, I was right, you were wrong. This is a, hop on, man. This is going to be great for this team because this team truly does have a gem in Brandon Johnson. Marvin Mims is the same way. And Joe Anthony calling his shot. Four catches, a tutty, and a return. Um, Man, welcome to the NFL, rookie. Right? That show that's still going on. I absolutely love it. And then you see someone else in here, too. I wanted to pull it up. Cortland Sutton needs to have a big game. Hell yeah, he does, Doug. He's a team captain. And and Cortland is actually looking the best he's looked since 2019, if I'm going to be honest right now. I love that he's no longer playing with Garrett Bowles' knee brace. Uh, that that brace, man, it's, it's brutal for these guys that need to cut, that – need to have confidence and it's awesome to see Cortland feel and look like himself uh being a captain is something that Cortland Sutton takes a lot of pride in uh, I think this is going to be a big year for Cortland I think that he's going to take a lot of strides towards becoming a different type of player and a different type of man he just got married I'm sure he's probably wanting to start a family in his life and you know I, he's wanting roots what better place to lay your roots than here in Broncos country we team you were drafted i mean this guy came out of smu was playing with emmanuel sanders and was eventually demarius thomas's replacement right i mean Corlin sutton should have a lot left in this tank he's got to prove it lawrence coming back in man you've been super active tonight i appreciate you larry just got the lawn done while listening it's just that easy Thank you, guys. I did the lawn work before I got on this show. I'm one of those guys. I love doing landscaping, anything to get a little bit of a sweat going. And listening to the radio and the pods, man, that also helps me get through it. Lawrence, please check out Thomas's other shows on every Friday morning. There's Legends a Mile High, and then we've got Orange and Blue View with Ron as well. You could also check out Broncos for Breakfast. Scott's going to be rocking solo tomorrow morning. Um, I saw a comment in here. Somebody was wanting to make fun of Nick for uh, Illinois State or talk some smack because, man, Nick is one of those diehard college fans, man. I remember doing these Saturday shows with, with Nick and he'd have a game on in the background and <laughs> they don't come any more passionate for college football than Nick Kendall, folks. I'll, right. I'll go ahead and say that. And as we continue to talk about the Broncos, let's talk about our guy, our darling. His name is Jaleel McLaughlin. Michael Ronquillo, of course, bringing him up, saying Jaleel McLaughlin is also on the depth chart on special teams. Michael, I am so glad you brought this up because I talked about it early in training camp, as did Thomas. This is a man who can do it all. He, he really can. He's a football player, not an athlete, and that's what this team needs more of. No more of the good stories, right? Oh, local kid. Oh, Colorado boy on the offensive line. Oh, pro football Hall of Fame. Like, can you play football? Can you help win games? That's what the players need to do in this building. Otherwise, they're going to get gone. And Jaleel McLaughlin is one of those guys. So happy to see not only he's made the team, but he's getting some recognition. And um, that undrafted badge, I feel like, stays pinned to their chest. They yep. being the players that make this team. They being players that find success in this team. And I feel like Jaleel McLaughlin could be one of those guys we're looking at who may not ever have to pay for a beer in the city ever again when his playing days are, are done. I mean, it's exciting to see what this young man's doing. Not saying he's on the road to Canton or anything like that. But how can you not root for Jaleel McLaughlin? Yeah, he's a great story, and I, I love his attitude, man. I love hearing him talk about his road to to getting here, what he's done. I mean, what more could you ask for, really, from a player who who came, you know, came in as an unknown without any, you know, nobody thought he was going to make it until they saw him play, and then now they saw him play, and they're like, homeless. Yeah, this guy can play." <laughs> Dude, so yes yeah. man i mean rags yeah, the richest absolutely. story you talk about humility you talk about making the most of of your experience and your opportunities i mean this is this is what what stories are made of and yep. just like our guy ryan martin hit that like button mile high country broncos country baby it's cool to see so much energy right now and it's cool to see broncos country give love to these guys that i don't think I don't think other teams have as rich a history of undrafted free agents as the Denver Broncos. That's not to say that, you know, other teams haven't had them and they're not in Canton or they haven't won Super Bowls. But I feel like Broncos country really embraces these cats and and the rich tradition that is UFAs on this team. There's a few of them now, right? It's not just Jaleel McLaughlin. Four. Um, Four. Right. Yeah. Four yeah. 
Jaleel, you had Nate Atkins, you had the inside mm-hmm. linebacker Thomas Akum. Yep. And, and my guy Palcheski. There you go. Yeah, that last name. I'm never going to be able to Palcheski. say it. Palcheski. I'm just going to call him Alex. Um, stay tuned, <laughs> folks. Speaking of Palcheski, what did you make of Quinn Bailey? That's right. Quinn Bailey, former offensive tackle, being backup offensive guard. Uh, we saw it in training camp. I think you and I were both kind of calling for maybe some support, some more O-linemen you bring in, and the Broncos felt otherwise. They're they're good with their unit, and Quinn Bailey as a guard, do you feel better about him at that position as opposed to tackle? I actually like his versatility. He can play both, and he's shown he can play both in preseason and in camp. He can flip out to tackle, go into guard. I, uh, I, the vers- I said it a million times. Versatility keeps you around the NFL, especially on the offensive line, right? If you can play multiple positions on the offensive line, you got a job in the NFL for the most part, as long as you're not terrible at it. And he looked pretty solid at guard. I mean, he's the mm-hmm. backup. He's not going to, I mean, he's going to come in uh, right away if someone gets hurt, but he's probably, if, otherwise, probably not going to play that much. And Fleming's going to be the backup tackle. But if you go through two tackles, you know, Bailey's your guy at tackle now. So, I don't. I don't mind it at all. I like the versatility. I, I was a little surprised at how they used that versatility. You know, when they were building their roster. But other than that, I think you know, he he was he was solid enough for me to be a backup guy in uh, the NFL. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, I think you're going to see him at some point. These old linemen, it's. Good Lord, it, what a task they have, and and same with the de- defensive linemen. I mean. Rarely does an O-lineman or a whole unit ever make it through the whole season together. You're going to see a, a ragtag unit of patched up guys, and um, it's going to mean more than you think. And I think you're going to see this. That was Alex Palcheski. Did I get that right? Palcheski. Yep. Palcheski. All right. You're going to see Alex Palcheski play this year, folks. I'm telling you, you're going to see it. Thomas and I saw him out there getting a lot of significant reps with the twos. I saw him in the latter half of camp, get some with the ones. I mean, you're going to see this guy. So don't be surprised when that name comes up and you're like, I remember Thomas Hall and Luke Patterson talking about him on MHI. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas told me about this guy. Very first day out of camp. He's like, I'm telling you, this is my guy. I'm like, Oh, all right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough, man. You never know. Talent can come from anywhere. So, um, while I understand folks get attached to certain players and, um, you know, it's also cool to see new blood. It's cool to see new guys come in here because we need some fresh folks. And Michael Riccio, speaking of fresh, look at all this fresh support and love. Thank you so much, Michael. Great show tonight, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos and Buckham. Thank you, Michael. You're a huge part of the show, man. Broncos country, you make this show work. You, you're the reason for this show's success. And uh, Thomas and I are always so excited. We're, we're texting a day or two before trying to figure out what we want to talk about. How can we make this show fun? And let's make it a little bit of fun. Thomas, let's get into our official game predictions right now with the Raiders and the Broncos. I've got the Broncos winning this game 27 to 16. And that's a very high scoring game for a first game. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's all coming through the offense. I think you're going to get a defensive score, maybe a pick six, maybe a scoop and grab, uh, maybe even something on special teams. I see the Broncos winning this game. I see a huge collective sigh of relief from Broncos country, at least in week one, right? This is a game that you have to win when you look at the schedule. I love it. 27-16, the Broncos walk away with their first win under head coach Sean Payton and a revitalized Russell Wilson. Nice. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the Broncos too. It's at home. I think you're going to see a little bit better offense uh, out of the gate than we saw last year, but it's not going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it's going to be 23-17 Broncos. Ooh, it's close. So ours are close together, and, and Michael coming in here too. Uh, look, here we go. We got predictions coming out. I love it. Michael Ronquillo, Broncos 35, Raiders 17, Phil McLaughlin calling 24-7, William Catalano at 24-20 Broncos. Where are all you Raider fans that were just talking all that smack a few minutes ago? I can't see y'all. <laughs> y'all left the channel? You, it's that bad? I mean, I'm telling you, I don't think the Raiders are going to win this game. I think I saw earlier the Broncos are four-point favorites roughly um so they're getting some love right and and i think some of that is obviously who they're playing against too folks the broncos are not on anyone's radar as being a good team nationally so nope. keep some of these receipts and jack coming in 21 17 broncos 
Um, Dylan coming in with dropping some heat and some knowledge. 18 and two in the last 20 home openers. I love it, Dylan. That's a little nugget that Broncos country needs. History's cool and it's always bound to repeat itself, right? <laughs> so 18 and two in the last home openers. I like it. EDJ has a blowout of 24 to three Broncos. We've been teasing this for a little bit too. Season predictions. Um, we may or may not officially do it all as a team, but there's so many of us, it's hard to track down everybody's sure. official predictions. I'm going to do double-digit wins for the season, Thomas. I'm calling it right now, 10-7. and seven. Your Denver Broncos <laughs> are in the playoffs. They sneak in. I don't know what the other teams look like, but they beat the Chargers in the playoff race. Um, they find a way to get it in there. I mean, double-digit wins, postseason. How's that sound, Broncos country? I don't care how they do it. I don't care if it's one of those 2015 seasons where the defense carries them there. I don't care if it's referees making mistakes. I don't care if it's blown calls from the other team. I see some special, special games in this season's schedule. I see special moments. I see Broncos country coming together and finally unifying again, being united in orange. 10 and 7 for me for the 2023 Denver Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to cop you. Uh, sorry, I'm going 10 and 7 as well. Hey, great minds think alike, baby. <laughs> but I will say this. If Vance Joseph, like I said on this show and other show, you know, other shows before, if Vance Joseph can prove that he can get his players in position to make a stop when it matters, then I'm going to go with 11 and 6. But until he shows me that, I'm going with 10 and 7. I think if he can do that, if he can show that he can win a couple of those extra games when when the, the other team's driving down to make that score, then then they're they're going to be in the playoffs with 11 and, 11 and six. Otherwise, they're ten and seven, and they're going to need a little help. But hopefully, they sneak in. Yeah, and Joe saying ten and seven won't make it. Obviously, Joe recognizes that the AFC is full of dogs, right? I mean, you got to worry about those damn Cincinnati Bengals, those Buffalo Bills. Um, so I understand that, Joe. You're exactly right. Ten and seven, man. Obviously, you know I'd like to go for eleven and six, but I think that's man double digit wins. That's a successful season, folks. I mean, that means that the the streak has been snapped, not only against the Raiders but against the Chiefs as well. And man, this show was rocking and rolling. I can't believe we're up against it here at the hour mark right now. I mean, talking depth chart, team captains, how much I hate the Raiders, <laughs> uh, what the Broncos are going to look like against the Raiders, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and more. Please be sure to head on over to milehighhuddle.com. Thomas has an anal game day analytics piece on Broncos v Raiders that are just going to be dropped within the next 24 to 48 hours. Yours truly will have keys to victory against the Las Vegas Raiders in the next 24 hours as well. And then if you didn't get enough of Thomas, he'll be right back on these airwaves Friday morning for legends of mile high. Also stay tuned for Saturday night pregame coverage, baby. Pre It'll be the last show before the game. That's right. Pre-game coverage. I am always super excited for Orange and Blue View with Ron White and Thomas Hall. Man, this show started on Saturday night. So I've got I got a huge special place in my heart. I know how Broncos country gets down before their games. They're going to be ready to go. College football. CU is going to have handled Nebraska. They're, that's going to be done. Coach Prime's going to put an <laughs> end to Nebraska, and then all eyes are going to be on the Broncos. So I'm super pumped, Tom. It was such a fun show. Scott, thanks for all your work, bro. Um, it's super, super exciting. Football is here, dude. No more preseason. No more going through the rosters. No more any of this because it is time for Broncos football, and I cannot wait to rock with you guys. Yeah, I'm excited too, and I am excited. I think – we're going to keep working out some kinks, but I think our pregame show on Saturday is going to be very informative. Check it out. It's going to be better than, uh, you know, a bunch of guys giggling at each other on the uh, national pregame show. We're going to bring you some, <laughs> some stuff, man. We're going to bring you some stuff to listen to. So Hell in. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I hope it comes to fruition and man, I hope the Broncos can uh, pull off this victory. Hell yeah, it's going to be fun. Guys, head on over to Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Head on over to MHHmerch.com. Get your swag on. Grab yourself an MHI hat. Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. You can go ahead and download this pod. Listen to it wherever you get your pods, whether that be Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. Subscribe, like, and share on all platforms as well. Remember, 
Broncos country. Packers, Broncos, week six here seven. in the Mile High City. Seven, week seven. seven. I'm going to say seven. week six and get everybody all screwed up. Week seven here for the meet and greet. We want to see you guys there. For Tom, for Scott, and Luke Patterson saying Broncos country, this is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.